Oh, maybe it was time to switch things up anyway. Why not? How long can things stay the same before you either have to change them or they just change anyway? It's Monday, November 15th, 2021. I'm Steven Sersky. Thanks for listening. Thanks for finding this podcast, this audio blog. And uh, yeah, my my schedule has changed. Before, a quite lovely schedule of mostly working part-time and then studying Chinese uh, for substantial amounts of time. Um, it looks, to be honest, in September and October, I was on annual vacation and there wasn't much work going around. Although now I'm talking to my colleagues and they said, what? What do you mean? October was busy. Meanwhile, like there's the National Day Golden Week. Uh, so that was one week off. And then I was in Chongqing and Chengdu. And that was another week off. So, I mean, I wasn't around in Beijing. So, uh, yeah, sounds like they had a good time. Anyway, be that as it may, uh, the little change up in my scheduling now has me mostly working from either Tuesday or Wednesday until Saturday. And then the biggest change, actually, because that, that doesn't really matter too much. I mean, I could, I could work anyway on Saturdays. Um, is now on Sundays, I have Chinese class for three hours. So I've taken the plunge, and I have mentioned this before. And actually, I'm a little bit surprised that I acted on it so quickly, but... I remember my teacher asking me months ago if I wanted to join a group class for the HSK4 level. And I said no at that time. My reason being that I didn't want to be with other students who either weren't very good or maybe I wasn't good enough uh, to be in the group. You know, sort of, there's always sort of a, a weak link somewhere along the, way, along, along the way or in the group. And it could be very hit or miss. Now, the one thing I didn't appreciate about what the classes that she sets up is that they are small. So usually when you have uh, like a weak link type of classroom, it's because there's too many students. that, um, And they're usually being forced into this study rather than wanting to be there. So I go to this class on Sunday, um, yesterday, the first hour was a trial, and then I was talking to my uh, teacher after. She's like, well, if you want to continue, you can. Then we'll uh, just figure out the payment schedule after that. I'm like, yeah, that's, that's, that's fine. It's fair enough. Um, and with that, I'm sitting there. First of all, let's be clear. I am the weak link. Listening to the two other students, uh, another guy from Canada, and the girl, I don't know where she was from, and there's supposed to be a fourth person in the class. So by me entering into the class, I now make it four students total, which would be considered a, a, a large class for uh, this style of learning. Uh, and by this style, it's like there's lots of interaction with the teacher and lots of mostly Chinese communication, mostly language, target language acquisition communication going on, which is just a fancy way of saying we're speaking all the time. Um, it's not the teacher just talking and then us nodding along. It's question, answer, uh, look at grammar, uh, define something in Chinese, and if if needed, then you translate. Uh, so I did 
feel as if I was the, the, the weakest link in, in the three of us, or the four of us, I mean, including the teacher. So it's three students. I was the weakest link. The reason why, I'd never seen the textbook before. <laughs> I was given a picture of what they did last class, and I read it. I'm like, yeah, I can read this. I can understand it. Some characters I don't know. Uh, but other than that, I'd never seen the textbook before. So I was sight reading the whole thing. Which brought me back to my days in university of reading Latin and Ancient Greek because that's what I did a lot of time because I was very busy in university and very seldom prepared fully for class. Which is actually one of my, my regrets about my university days is that I didn't focus a lot more uh, on my studies uh, rather than trying to multitask or omnitask or all task at the same time. Uh, but whatever. I mean, I did learn how to study languages and uh, it did set a good foundation for my other language pursuits later on. But with this, with the Chinese class, if I can tell that I'm the weak link, I'll give myself the credit that I showed up sight read. But not only that, it's not impossible, it's not unattainable to get up to their level. And this is important because they had already had a couple of lessons with this teacher. So I'm actually joining the class. Um, I, did they start in October? A couple weeks ago, two, three weeks ago, they had already started. So they've already had uh, three weeks, 10, 12 hours together speaking. So they're familiar with each other and with the setup and everything, what's expected of them and um, sort of what you, how how the class works and what answers you can prepare in your mind prior to speaking, which is what a lot of uh, language learners will try to do. I, I get that fully. So this was happening, and I'm going, okay, well, it's not impossible. If I am the weakest link, that's great, awesome. It just gives me a target, and it really does. Now, and one of the things that was uh, becoming a little bit bothersome with the one-on-one -on -one class that I had every Monday. There's, there was a couple of things and they sort of were slowly accumulating. So I'm, I'm not against this change up in my schedule to accommodate three hours of Chinese class on a Sunday morning. I know the, I know, I know I'm not going to church on Sunday morning, but I think that was sort of dealt with a while ago. But, uh, so Chinese class now for three hours, 930 until 1230, 95% of the classes in Chinese, it would be a hundred percent in Chinese if we were that good, but there's just sometimes that we we, uh, we need something translated. So with all of that, I'm sitting here going, the one-on-one -on -one lessons were great, but th I wasn't getting enough exposure. So I'd only have one hour, and keep in mind, like on Mondays, I, I'd probably have my workout before, and then after after class, I would go do something else. But there was only one hour of concentrated uh, communication. I think it's at a point where now I just have to go make that step. I got to take that step and uh, put myself into a situation where I'm basically forced to speak a lot more than I my, I have been before. The other thing was with this the the teacher on Monday. I've I've been seeing her for a long time, and by seeing I mean like uh, uh, on WeChat we had. Uh, Video, uh, voice calls through WeChat, uh, and she was very good. Uh, it was very good to sort of 
uh, have the notes that she wrote down to fix all these things. And it's, although now it would be difficult for me to make notes during class, again, not impossible, but it would be more of a focus on speaking, paraphrasing my meaning, and listening to their response. And there was at least a couple of situations where you could hear the grammar points that I've encountered before and then being used in spoken, everyday, natural language. And I go, that's how you do that. I mean, it sounds very odd to analyze it this way, but it is a very important part where you hear someone finally say the words that you were studying and that's all it is. They slip it in. It's not some big grammar point. It's just a part of the spoken language that the textbooks analyze as a grammar point. Chinese seems to do this quite a bit. English textbooks don't do this unless you get to university and, and literally study the language as, as a language, rather as, as a subject, rather than as a communication tool. A lot of English textbooks, like even ESL textbooks, they do not focus on the grammatical details of a sentence, of a verb, of uh, word agreement, nothing. Instead, you're given multiple exercises on one theme or one topic, one topic and then one sort of like the future, whatever it is, like you're going to deal with things in the future, you're going to deal with conditionals, you're going to deal with possibilities, things like that, and you use the different variations. So in that case, I'd almost say that English teaching is a little bit more disorganized than Chinese teaching, but I say that with the full acknowledgement, the English language is very flexible. Very, very flexible. You can drop words, you can add words from other languages, you can say them with different pronunciations, and they will still be understood. But Chinese, they have made it a very technical, very uh, exact language that if it's not said this way, then it would be very confusing. So, the other thing with the Monday classes, and this was slowly building up over time, was that I would do a lot of my studies in the morning. As I mentioned, I do my vocabulary, I do my reading, but then I'd go do something else during the day and then I would come back to, I'd have to refocus my mind on Chinese again at like 5 p.m. so I could start my class at 5.30 p.m. and, you know, hit the ground running sort of thing. Well, now, if I eliminate that, now on Mondays, possibly, I could do my homework for the next Sunday. Okay, gotcha. But then... I don't have to feel as if my, 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 my Monday is as rushed as it has been with that, that uh, hour-long class. Uh, so this change-up, basically going from a Tuesday or a Wednesday to Saturday work schedule, and then Sunday morning having three hours of Chinese class, again, with the target that in March, February, March of next year, I want to be sitting the HSK-5 test, and I told my, my teacher that. So, the other interesting thing about the uh, class was that, although I have never met, I, it was the first time I actually met my, my teacher on Mondays. 
I had no idea. I had no idea what she looked like. I knew what her name was. Um, I'd seen some uh, overly compressed photos of her, but I, if she walked up to me and said, oh, you, you're Steven, I'd be like, I have no idea who you are. So I met her for the first time. But she wasn't the one conducting this class because this is the HSK-5 class. She was conducting the HSK-6 class in which I have a colleague in. The I walk into the HSK-5 classroom and who is it? No, not an ex-girlfriend. Definitely not. Not a colleague. No, no, no. Nothing that shocking. It was actually one of my teachers from four or five years ago. More than five years ago. Five or six years ago when I was living in Haidian District. She was one of my private tutors back in the early days of my attempts to learn Chinese. She did not recognize me. I recognized her immediately. Um, I also remember that she had five dogs, which I thought was kind of excessive, but whatever. So she's apparently moved from Haidian into Chaoyang, and she works for the school now. And uh, I'm not sure, I'm sure she does private tutoring as well, but... Um, the, the the fact that she now works for this school is kind of a kind of funny. Long time no see. This is in addition. Maybe I should be concerned about this. I'm not sure. But also at Starbucks, there was a girl who uh, I had met. She had worked at Cumex uh, by my home, by my apartment, like in Shuangjing. There, she quit. I don't know when, because like, I, I haven't gone to Cumex in a, uh, not as regularly as I used to. And now she showed up at Starbucks the last week. So apparently she has a job there. Um, so there, there's two. And don't these things happen in threes? What could possibly happen as a third? I, I am interested, but I'm also kind of concerned. <laughs> Who knows what it could be, right? Uh, but so that, that was kind of interesting to uh, see uh, uh, my former teacher. Um, and now she's conducting this class. Uh, so she conducts the HSK5 class. And she, she was doing a very good job of it. Um, one of the interesting things or the, the useful things of the class was that she was explaining uh, the, the characters, like how some of them are constructed, why um, they have the meaning that they are. The sound particle, the sound pronunciations, things like that, a little bit more difficult to uh, explain. But the, the construction of the Chinese characters themselves, all that type of learning the little things, the little details... That is a lot easier done in a classroom setting with a teacher who can take 10 seconds to explain, oh, the reason why this character means this is because it's composed of this and this, right? The example is uh, the, the second character, Xin Wen, Xin Wen, so it's news, but Xin Wen, the Wen portion of the character, is made up of when to ask, but then also of are. For your ear, so R dual R Z, um, you combine those two R and when, and you have this new character with the same sound as when, but it means uh, to uh, news, news, and to. So, and the reason why it is, it's because you hear something new. You hear a question being asked, or you have the answer for a question being asked, something along those lines. So now I have uh, uh, homework. The other thing with the uh, classroom, uh, the new class, is that I basically jumped a whole book and a half up. Uh, so the uh, book that we're using for class on Sundays is the Intermediate uh, Spoken Chinese uh, book. 
whereas before on Mondays I was using the elementary book. So I have skipped over the pre-intermediate, which I don't know why they have, um, but uh, be that as it may, it's more focused on speaking than it is on uh, grammar and reading, which is what the HSK-5 stuff is. And that's what my teacher was saying is that she's like, yeah, HSK-5 is a lot more about reading than about speaking. I'm like, yep. And that's why I'm here to work on my speaking because my speaking is garbage. Uh, but my goal is to write the HSK-5 uh, test within the next couple of months, which means lots of vocabulary and lots of writing by hand. So I'm able to actually take the uh, paper-based test. So that's the big news from uh, this uh, past weekend. And uh, it was good. It's change up. Uh, and I, you know, I go back to this. It was probably time. Um, I don't know if I could have done this any earlier, but I think it's a good little kick in the pants to keep on going. A bit more of a inspiration, motivation to uh, uh, try something different and to give me the inspiration to keep on uh, plugging ahead with the uh, the Chinese language. Not to mention, I mean, it's three hours every Sunday. It's a little substantial amount of time, uh, and it's dedicated and it's batched together, which is very important to being able to put yourself in that that mindset to use it and to uh, ferment it in your brain, uh, firm it up and make sure that it, it, it sort of sticks a little bit better rather than just having a one-off, one-hour class in the middle of the day sort of thing. I'll leave it there. Uh, there are a few other things uh, going on with uh, the podcast. I've uh, asked a couple other people. They seem to be interested in being on, so uh, hopefully... In the month of November, I'll get a couple more episodes uh, recorded. Should be interesting stuff. And then also, yes, I'm looking at these videos that I have yet to post. But uh, they are basically in the, the finalized one last look stage of production. And then I'll have them up. Okay, guys, thanks for listening. Guys and girls, thanks for listening. Uh, show notes on my website, stephenserski.com. Thanks again. And uh, we'll talk again. Bye-bye. Have a good one. Have a great start of the week. Bye-bye.